Welcome to Law's Healing Garden. Law's Healing Garden focuses on overall health while promoting natural products and practices. Our talks will include health tips for not only the physical body, inside and out, but also for the mind, our emotional state, our souls, and pockets when it comes to finances and wealth. Health and wealth is so vital to our everyday life and living. So, let's grow together. And welcome to Law's Healing Garden. Um, We are coming to you live and direct from the garden. Yes, I'm back here in the backyard today. It's a beautiful day. Um, so I wanted to be out here. It is a little unkept out here in the garden. It's looking kind of fallish. <laughs> um, but it is still beautiful indeed. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. Um, some families are out and about. I hear kids playing in the yard and the squirrels digging <laughs> in my grass. So it's a beautiful day. I want to welcome everybody back for um, another healing journey, um, healing session. And I want to thank everybody that has been tuned in and following and keeping up with my podcast. Um, Again, my name is Sister Law. You can call me Law. And we have another great episode ahead. Um, I would like to go ahead and get started and jump right into it and let you know what we're going to talk about today. So sexual liberation. Liberation. That's a good word, right? Sexual. That's good. That feels good. It should make you feel good or think about some good things, right? So we're going to think about sexual liberation. Also talking about opening up and talking about sexual trauma and what that looks like. Nina Monet joining us to help us understand this topic. I'm so happy to have you. Hello. Greetings. Thank you. Thank you. This is going to be good. (laughs) It is. And I'm so glad to have you here with us. Um, So what I would like to do is let you introduce yourself and tell us, you know, a little bit about Nina Monet. Yes. Well, I'm Nina. I am a sexual liberation and I have women who have experienced sexual trauma to reclaim their bodies and reclaim Um, A little about myself, let me be honest here. So Nina is my pussy's name. Um, And once I started doing more work with her, she introduced herself to me and was like, hey, (laughs) like, don't keep me a secret. And so I felt the best way for me to truly honor her in the work that I'm doing is to brand it, you know, brand that name. And so Nina Monet is the name that I go by. Nina would be my pussy. And um, together we do this work. (laughs) Okay, I love it. I love it. So with that being stated, we're here today talking about sexual liberation, sexual trauma, and um, let's open up and understand what 
is sexual trauma. Because when I think about sexual trauma, I think about um, sexual assault, mm-hmm. um, rape, molestation, mm-hmm. um, stalking. Yes. All of those different things here. It, it, is that how we view, we should be viewing sexual trauma? Absolutely. From, like you said, from rape, molestation to sexual harassment, even in a situation where you may be in a relationship and you wake up in the morning or maybe afternoon, whatever time of the day, and you feel your partner is coming on to you in the mood and you feel the need to give in almost as an obligation just because you're in a relationship that is still sexual trauma. Your body does not want it. Your mind is not in the place to to fully receive and accept it. You're not in a place of wanting to receive pleasure for whatever reason. And that's viewed as sexual trauma as well that can leave a bad stain on you as well. So it doesn't even have to be, you know, great, but the gave in just because you felt obligated is also traumatizing to you sexually. Okay, awesome. So understanding what that looks like, sexual trauma, so anything from stalking, um, receiving unwanted attention or advances. Yes, yes. Um, you know, se- like sexual harassment, whether it be in the workplace, whether it be family members, friends, you know, coming off as, you know, they, they say that, oh, this is just joking, but if you don't take it as a joke, if it feels offensive, if it's sexually offensive to you, that can cause sexual trauma as well. Right. Um, we we have been hearing the term triggering a lot yes. lately. Mm-hmm. And sometimes statements can be triggering for someone. Yes. Which adds to the sexual trauma. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you have to be very careful because you never know what someone has gone through or is going through. And so we have to be very mindful that we, you know, invite people to, especially dealing with, you know, the sexual realm, because it can be very triggering for people, especially for someone who's experienced sexual trauma. It can be very triggering for them to um, have that type of experience. Okay, so I was looking earlier at some stats out there and depending on the re- the resource that I was viewing, it had different things anywhere from one in five mm. to one in four yeah. women have experienced some type of sexual trauma. Again, we're talking about anything as far as unwanted advances, stalking, You know, someone could be harassing, making harassing phone calls Mm -hmm. or sexual advances, like you stated at work. Maybe um, a family member stated something. Oh, I'm just joking. Well, that is Mm -hmm. going to be included in these numbers. Yes. Right. And it can be received also from domestic partners. Yes. And we know that anytime you have any trauma, there is going to be a effect. And we have adverse effects in that add to our health mm-hmm. physically and psychologically I want to talk about those things so after experiencing sexual trauma what type of health conditions maybe run into or see or experience 
Honestly, there are plenty. Um, after dealing with any type of sexual trauma, psychologically, feel like you're no longer safe in your body. Mm-hmm. It, it you feel like you're, it was your fault. You know, sometimes we go through what what did I have on or what did I say or I shouldn't have gotten so close wow. or I shouldn't have done this or I shouldn't have done create the relationship with hate within yourself because then you start blaming yourself and you start shaming yourself and that in itself can cause you to go into a deep depression to totally disconnect from yourself from your body and when women do that we cut off our ability to be able to feel and and a lot of times it's because we feel like we brought this on ourselves. It's too much to deal with. It's too much to deal with. So we're like, okay, let me just disconnect from that feeling. But as women, as the feminine essence, feel. And so right. being in that depressive state, as you know, depression can kill you. Stress can kill you. You know, a lot of women don't know how to deal with this. And, you know, coming up therapy at all, you didn't hear a lot of thought about going to therapy and you know in a lot of plant families especially in our culture we can't even talk to our families about these things no know? because we haven't been taught to talk um you know we were talking earlier about how breaking generational um i don't want to say curses oh, but okay <laughs> generational <laughs> issues right mm-hmm. we yes. don't want to be cursed Patterns we want to be blessed and, right yes yes So we want to break some of those patterns. We want to go back and understand, okay, we're here because we didn't talk. Yes. Our, my Nana, her mom didn't talk to her. Wow. They didn't talk. Yeah. My Nana probably didn't do enough talking to her daughters. Mm -hmm. My mama, Mm -hmm. you know, my mom, she often will say, well, I want to talk because you know, nobody really talked to me and let me know. And from what she knows in her view, she tries her best to talk about those things that she thinks that needs to be talked about. Yeah. She's trying to do her best. So now here I am, you know, being an auntie with my (laughs) niece. Hey, I want to make sure that she understands that there is an open door policy at all times. And I'm going to talk to you like a young lady. I'm going to let you know the real. Mm. That's beautiful. So That's breaking so up those patterns. Yes. Right. Yeah. You know, I have a similar story. I, I talk to my mom a lot about the work that I'm doing just within myself and the things that I'm experiencing. And every day she's like, Monet, you amaze me so much because we didn't talk about these kind of things growing up. She was, you know, same thing. Her mother didn't talk to her. Her grandmother didn't her mother. And I, I'm, I'm like wow like really because yes. I mean I get it but I'm like how not like there were so many things that were going on behind closed doors but they were never there were never in a space to be able to talk about things and so they just had to kind of deal with them and I think that that's how it was passed down it was like we don't talk about it we just deal with it and we keep pushing moving forward and I'm so grateful because I feel like this is the generation where we're like "Uh uh-uh that stops with us like we're talking we're going to therapy like we're creating safe spaces like that healing and it so like I said once you 
experience this type of trauma, it truly, it truly affects you mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I, 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 oh, I don't understand how a lot of our ancestors just moved through that because it's so paralyzing. Our people are some very resilient people, aren't they? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> right. So you yeah. stated about the the psychological effects. What's going on in the psyche, which affects our spiritual selves? Yes. Right. So that mental is so important that we take care of that, that we do talk, that we seek help. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we may not need to or want or feel comfortable and understand going to a therapist. But right. what about that auntie that's there for you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. Reaching yes. out to your spiritual advisor. Yes. Those are ways that we can maybe um, come to a a road where we were on that path to healing yeah to start somewhere so with all the mental i know this firsthand because i you know suffer from anxiety and depression and i know that when i'm anxious or depressed it it hurts my body mm-hmm. right i physically mm-hmm. hurt so if we're not taking care of the mental how can our physical withstand right so we have physical effects what are some physical effects that we may see after sexual trauma um the physical the physical would be more like you said your body locking up um we we don't move around as much because of depression and so our bodies can lock up on us we can start feeling a lot of joint pain um our we start cramping we have a lot of uh, abdominal pain your body in general like like you were saying that anxiousness no thing depression and anxiety and when I'm anxious I deal with body sweat like my hands will be like super sweaty and super clammy um but my body will feel like it's freezing Mm. so I'll have chill bumps and I'm like what's going on same thing for a woman who's experienced sexual trauma when she experienced anxiety her body like her body clammy can be like it's freezing all at the same time um depending on what type of sexual trauma she experienced um your pussy may be going through some different changes um as far as your vaginal walls as far as your cervix and your womb sometimes it can become sometimes it and like you don't thing down there even if you've you know already been sexually active and then like since you're raped um Mm -hmm. your your vagina no longer experiences pleasure you may be having may not necessarily be pleasurable to you and Mm -hmm. so and and that goes back to the whole mental state of it all as right, well. Right, right. I was just a, thinking a that. Of, yeah, this this how it affects mentally because after you've experienced that, I know from my experience personally, after my um, sexual trauma, um, my first experience with sex was my rape, and so after that, I felt I was angry, I was mad, 
I was furious, I was sad, I was so many different emotions. And so I felt like, okay, the only way to take is to use my body to my advantage. And so the way that I went about doing that was just having sex. I was like hypersexuality then. But what I realized was I was not getting any pleasure. My it was like my my pussy was desensitized. Mm-hmm. And I was just doing it to be doing it. It wasn't for my pleasure. It wasn't for anything. It was literally just like my fu. It was activity. To, yeah, right. literally. And so, with other women, I realized it's not just me. Like your your pussy can become desensitized because it's like the last time something or someone was down there, it wasn't for my good. It wasn't for pleasure. And so that's where that disconnect starts coming in. It's like, okay, now my pussy is just a tool, you know? So w- once you've experienced this type of trauma, it's really, really important to, to work through it because the mental... It's, con- it's connected and it causes you to yes. disconnect from your body in such a major way. You know, our simple cells were so complex because like you said, yeah. it's, it's a cycle. <laughs> it's a cycle. Yeah. If my mental isn't right, my physical is not going to be right. If my physical is not going to be right and I'm hurting, it's going to affect my mental because I'm going to be depressed about hurting. Yeah. So those are definitely some adverse health conditions that we can face after experiencing sexual trauma. So we did a really good job with under, um, explaining what sexual trauma looks like, what it means, and then also talking about um, the health effects that we could have. When we're talking about depression, the mental and the physical, psychologically, how that affects even being triggered by a statement. Mm. Yeah. It's deep. It is. <laughs> like, I, my, my mind just went a, a many different places here. And we may have to come back and talk more about this and get deeper into some of those things that we mentioned. Right? Absolutely. So hopefully you'll come back. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. 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 talk about how um, did we get here um, Nina Monet you stated that you um, you are a sexual healer right you help liberate I want you to tell us a little bit you touched on your your story but your trauma and what let us in on your path to healing your journey absolutely um, well the day I remember the day that I I actually started so I was well I am an author and speaker and so I would go you know doing I would talk about um my experience with my rape and in each of these speaking engagements it was the same story and I came to a point where it would be like you know I never was able to fully remember the full experience and so every time I, I said, you know, a story, I was like, okay, at this point, this is what I think of black. And so for so long, I thought that during my rape, I just blacked out, I passed out, and this is why I could not remember the story. 
And so I was watching, I think I was researching something on YouTube and a woman was saying how you can go to hypnotherapy in order to recall certain things that have happened to you or just patient. And at the time I was like really into meditation. So I'm like, okay, let me try this. And I sat in front of my hands on my womb and I literally just started speaking. I was like, I want to know what happened. I want to, I want to remember because I feel like the only way for me to truly get over this hump is to be able to recall what happened to me. And I sat in meditation, I have to say maybe two hours, and I was able to fully be present in that experience that happened to me when I was 14. And La, when I tell you it was so emotional, it was so scary, like the, the for me was just kind of concerned younger me while in that meditation because I had to sit through it and just remembering and seeing what I went through 14 year old it was so sad but I knew I needed to experience that in order for me to move into the healing space um and so after that day that I was able to recall my experience I journaled everything to remember. And then I started daily. I won't holding on my to my pussy, just praying. See and and speaking affirmations into my pussy. And the more I sat with her, the more she told me, the more, the more we communicated. Um and that's literally how I how I got into it. I, I literally, I set the intention, like, I want to know. I want to know why I don't feel connected to my body. I want to know why I feel desensitized. Why, why doesn't pleasure feel like pleasure to me mm. sexually? What happened to me that made me disconnect from my body and feel shame? I am and how I show up sexually, sensually, what happened. And so through asking myself those questions and sitting in meditations and journaling, I was able to recall those things. And when I started speaking with my mentor about the things that I was healing through and dealing with, she started saying, you know, that's very powerful. You know, you, you definitely should, you know, start talking about that <laughs> and I was like okay and at the moment it was kind of uncomfortable because I'm like hold on I'm just coming into this journey for myself and so I started doing like many circles with just you know a handful of women and just creating a safe space to, for us to come and talk about our experiences and and how we were feeling about those experiences and and that's literally how the Nina Monet came about with my pussy and she's like okay now that we're doing this work I want you to honor me and I was like okay and I was like what better way to honor you than to literally name this work with with you in mind you know and that's that's where I began oh wow yeah so <laughs> 
often um, I talk to others and they have to go through an experience in order to get to where they can help others um, on their journey. So I appreciate you for sharing your your story, um, your trauma here, but the healing is so important. And so I want to continue to focus on the healing, the recovery of that. It's so important that you shared this. You talked about the the hypnotherapy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now that's something that's becoming more and more popular. So not only doing that and meditating on your wound, um, but then also journaling, doing the affirmations, communicating directly to your pussy. Yeah. Um, setting those intentions to understand what happened. Mm-hmm. What was the biggest takeaway in that healing journey that you had, especially I'm um, interested in that hypnotherapy session? Yes. So the hypnotherapy I actually never um, attended. I still have that on my <laughs> on my bucket list to do. Okay. Um, but my biggest takeaway from it all was that the entire time I had the power to heal myself. I think that was my my biggest um, takeaway was I had the power and all I had to do was be intentional about reclaiming that power. I think that once we experience something that's so traumatizing, it leaves us feeling very powerless. and for years, I felt that way. I felt powerless. I felt like I was the one to blame. I felt shameful. I felt all of these different things. But going through my healing process, I learned that the power was within me the whole time. Um, no one ever took my power away. Mm-hmm. Um, all I had to do was intentionally reclaim my body, reclaim my sexual my sexuality, my sexual liberation. Um, and once I got to a point of just reclaiming that, it reminded me like, wow, I had the power this entire Ah, I got entire the power. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it, like, I even, I remember writing in my diary probably about three or four years ago. Um, it, was, it was almost like a letter to my rapist. Um, and at the end of it, I remember I took something that was very special that I may never get back. But the one thing that you can never take from me is my story and my power. And that in itself was waiting just to see on paper. That in itself so liberating for me. Wow. We're thankful for healing. Yes. (laughs) So very (laughs) thankful. Oh, wow. So very you know, you talked about those many healing spaces that you created. Um, is that something that you're still doing or looking to do? So um, we put a pause on it, of course, in COVID. The pause on it. Um, but I have started a group on Facebook where we just come to have conversation. It's called Pussy Chat. And we come there just to have conversations. Like, how's your pussy going? Where are you at with your, you know, journey with your pussy? Are you able to connect with your pussy? Or, you know, just different places for women to come and liberate themselves. 
Um, and also I am looking to start having those sessions in person again, hopefully sessions that's so needed like yes the virtual is great and I'm so grateful for it but there's nothing like the in-person connections feeling the person's energy or when you see someone in their weakest moments just being able to console them and hold them you know there, there's nothing that can replace that feeling so I'm gonna start back up those few sessions in December as of right now everything is virtual okay awesome so the name of the group is Pussy, Pussy chats, yeah. Okay. Pussy chats on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Good. So this is the part that we start talking about sexual liberation because I have heard you use the term "pussy" a couple of times in this episode, right? All of yeah. us have our different names that we have and how we refer to our genitalia. I like. I mm-hmm. give mine name um, Fessa. Yeah, it's called yeah. My Fessa. <laughs> so I love that. <laughs> being liberated, you know, being comfortable with ourselves. I think that's one way we can do that. So after we go through our healing journey with after our sexual trauma, we set those affirmations, we understand what happened, how we could take our power back, but then being liberated. Mm-hmm. And I love that you use the word pussy yes (laughs) I love the word pussy I I I've always been (laughs) I have always been such a rebel I have always went against the grain and anytime I'm told that's why I like you (laughs) (laughs) fire I'm like oh I'm not supposed to do this okay so I'm definitely gonna do it Right. Oh, you, you, oh, you say <laughs> I can't do this? Well, let me make sure I do it. <laughs> right. Watch this. <laughs> like, I've literally been like that. My- so when it came to my speculation, it- you know what? I'm not going to call her what they tell me I should call her. And I know, you know, growing up, we're cookie or no-no place. We have all crazy collar which I learned in my own research that that furthermore disconnects you from your pussy by not referring to your genitalia as well I mean that's a you know but not not cookies that would make you feel like oh she's she's a whatever give her but some Nina, Nina Monet let me tell you yeah <laughs> it is a pocketbook for some of us now Oh, yeah, yeah. It, no, no, it, no. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can collect some. Absolutely. <laughs> you can collect some stuff now. Yes. And, and, yes, absolutely. But as far as like calling your calling your genitalia names that you, because you feel uncomfortable, let me say that. It's gotcha. the names that you use because you feel comfortable referring to Yeah, disassociating right that right yeah that disconnect that, happens there i get you absolutely and so we use those names because it's like oh, you know, it's like but is it because you're disassociated or are you calling what you would like to call her i mean by any means sexual liberation means doing you so if you want to call your your pussy cookie okay great 
ever not you know um and so yeah using the word pussy for me it was so rebel it was so like against the grain like everyone's like oh my god pussy when you say pussy to someone and the expression on their face is like oh my god like you just said a, a bad word and it's like why is that a bad word why are why? you so offended right why and because I'm, I'm such a nerd I'm like why is a bad just okay. just going back in time when women were in leadership when women ran these empires and ran uh the world they were they're literally they had art of women on the wall like they were worshiping at a pussy that like like all you had to do was have a pussy and worship to be that you are a divine you bring life into the world you are a divine creatress because you have a pussy it's so powerful and they may the not world. have called it pussy exactly like we, the world you know, is nothing without us we bring life I told my husband the other day I said listen I said these black queens they need to be honored because if there was no more black queen there, there would be no more uh the earth would just die away. <laughs> yes. There's nothing, but we give life in so many different Literally. ways. Yes. So protect your black queen, fellas. Protect your black queen. Hello. <laughs> yes. At we all are called. We give life. Right. Yes. At so this cost. is this has been a beautiful talk this morning. Um, I really do appreciate you joining Laws Healing Garden. Um, is there anything else that you would like to add um, today? What are some things that you would like us to know? I want all women to begin loving on themselves unconditionally, um, loving on their bodies, and not just with their clothing, also standing naked in front of a mirror, truly embracing and loving everything that you see. And also to remember that no one has the power to take your power. No one has the power to take your power unless you give it. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. So, yes. Nina Monet, we can actually follow you on social media. What platforms can we reach you? How can we follow and get to know more about you? Absolutely. You can follow me on Instagram at Nina, that's N N A underscore M O N E on Instagram. And you can also join my Pussy Chats group on Facebook. It is absolutely free to join. And you can also visit my website. It's www.ninamonet.com. And you can sign up and subscribe on my emailing list. I do have a free ebook um, that's called Seven Reasons Every Woman Should Tap Into Her Pussy Power that's absolutely free as well so yeah be sure to reach out and connect awesome (laughs) I love it you know I'm definitely gonna have you back here because we can definitely get deeper into some of these topics that we hit on today Um, again thank you so much for coming and joining me at Laws Healing Garden I want everybody to remember as Nina Monet stated no one has the power to take your power So 
let's continue to find our healing journey in this life. So everyone, you have a great time. Make sure that you continue to follow me, share with others as well. All right, so keep going and keep growing. Have a fabulous day.